Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And welcome to The Tim's Take, episode 54. Season 4, episode 2. It's the start of the new year. I don't know. I'm feeling... uh, Oh, gosh. I feel like I can't put it out there that I'm feeling excited about this year. Oh, yeah. That seems like a big (laughs) mistake. But I'm really just looking out at our backyard. the editor. Please delete that audio. (laughs) I'm really just looking at our backyard and our front yard. And it's like 60 degrees. And it's January in California and Sacramento right now. I'm looking at our yards, which we're kind of redoing, renovating the backyard, kind of fixing up the front yard with that had been overgrown by weeds. And like the optimism from like the physical environment that we're kind of changing or dreaming about changing is really, you know, carrying me through a little bit. Oh, I love that. And the 60, 60 to 70 degree weather. Oh, man. It, this is like, I'm like, you live through a wet December, which I'm very glad it rained November and December, but it was it was cold. And now it's January and I'm like, ah, this is why I live in California. <laughs> well, we're going to dive right into it. So we, we've got our article and then we've got at the end of the episode, a new segment, which we'll introduce a little bit later. But first I brought the resource today once again i've gone to the atlantic and this is really just wanted to use this essay as a little bit of a trampoline into a different conversation it's a it's an essay by melinda wenner melinda wenner moyer (laughs) titled covid parenting has passed the point of absurdity she opens with this image of 20 mothers in boston getting together at night to basically just scream into the void so to speak their frustration and with all the covid uncertainty we didn't really want to well, we could talk about COVID. It impacts our life on a daily way. But I was much more interested in talking more broadly about uh, one of the challenges and threads in this essay is just the uncertainty. And the uncertainty also, like, I was struck by there's this moment where she talks about the promises that they make to their kids once they're vac- vaccinated. So they say, once once you're vaccinated, you're going to have sleepovers again and all these things. And then Omicron hits right as they're getting vaccinated. And the fact that, like, even there, like they're, they have to break their promises to their kids in, in their estimation. And just like the living with the uncertainty, which seems to me like is so much just a, a default part of parenting. COVID, it's not to downplay the way that COVID has escalated this, but like I feel like becoming a parent has to me like highlighted like just how, how little control you have over so much, even as you're like trying to control the life and the structure of like a child. So, but that, that's enough of me. I'm curious kind of your thoughts as you kind of thought about certainty and this article or places it took you. Well, I guess I'm curious to ask you like, what does like what particularly about being a parent makes it feel more uncertain? Oh, sure. I mean, I just think like everything, like well, I look at parents who have older kids and not even that much older. And I just think, gosh, we just have so little control over how like they turn out. Kids are not widgets where it's like, oh, if you tighten that screw and put these two wires together, then like you get whatever kid you might be desiring. And then you can tinker with that on a second kid if you want and get like a slight variation, but functionally like the same. Like there's just so much variability And even within families, there's nothing formulaic here. And I think as I look kind of at families a little bit down the road, Oliver is kind of in this place right now. There's plenty of uncertainty with his day to day, but like who he is, like we're still learning what that's like, right? 
Sometimes I think big picture and I just think, man, who knows how this is going to turn out. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, we don't necessarily know how we're going to turn out either. But oh, we, that's totally true. But we feel like we have a sense, a false sense maybe, of like we will be who we are today in 30 years, like at least marginally. Yeah, totally. Or like like I know the levers to pull to make me better or worse or something, which I think there's even a hubris sometimes in that, right? But yeah, I mean... So, like, what do we do? I mean, we are people who love control. We, I mean, I think we both believe in, like, formation. So, it's not to say, like, let's scrap (laughs) everything because it's all uncertain. And so, like, to hell with it. But I do think, like, we do just have to cope with that as human beings. And then as parents, as we think about what influence we have over our children, like, it's not forever and it's not like complete and then how do we like teach oliver to live in a world in which he can't control everything yeah i don't know any brilliant ideas on those hard asked (laughs) parent questions right i was thinking with we watched an episode of bluey yesterday this great kid show surely we've talked about it on the podcast before but like in this episode it's called copycat they go and Bluey and Bandit, the dad, are going for a walk. And Bluey's like copying everything the dad does. And then they come across like an, a hurt budgie, like a bird. And they take it to the vet. And in this show, like the budgie dies. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's not supposed to happen. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> but one of the things that was interesting is Bandit says, like, really sorry, Bluey. And Bluey's like, well, is there anything we can do or something like that? I mean, I'm paraphrasing. But then Bandit says, well, no, sadly, it's out of our hands. And then later in the episode, part of kind of the genius of Bluey end of this episode is Bluey then acts out the dad's responses to this in an imaginative play scenario. I just thought, well, like there's actually kind of a an example, right? Like you, like later Bluey says, well, it's out of my hands. Like it's okay. like not that it's okay. But also, like, there's nothing I can do. Which makes me think when you're talking about formation, too, is, like, modeling, not modeling, like, a grasping way of living, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think I'm very good at. No, I'm <laughs> I think most of my life is kind of a grasping. <laughs> yeah, and I think it is true. Like, I think modeling is so key to a lot of these things, right? But I think it's tempting as parents i mean we've been talking about like what are things we want to do this year and we both said it'd be great to read like some parenting books and it's all often parenting books are about like how you can teach your kids to be x y or z but really it's like how do we teach ourselves to be x y and z and then our kids you know the hope is see that enough and in a genuine way that then they model some of it or at least have seen how it is to like cope with some of these things in the world yeah so not to say we shouldn't be engaging in parenting resources and all these things but to not just think okay well here's things i want to impart on my kid and really like i think they learn from us from watching us oh boy and hearing us and you know they're starting to oliver's really starting to pay attention yeah it takes me back to like a lot of we've had a lot of conversations about food earlier in the podcast and like 
the importance of not imbuing eating and eating certain foods or not eating certain foods with like the stress Mm -hmm. that you can feel, which feels like kind of another helpful analogy to this. Like, like the thing that you want to model is like a positive kind of relationship and like encouragement and like the possibility of like, Hey, this is here for you if you want it, but like, I'm not going to make you eat it. Like, and if you don't, like, that's okay. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Again, which goes back to kind of the modeling, but also like you have to, you have to be okay with that situation. Otherwise your kid is going to pick up, Oliver is going to pick up on like, oh gosh, like that is not enjoying this meal. <laughs> like he really wants me to eat this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yikes. So apparently we have a lot of self-reflection to do. <laughs> Could have just used Bluey as our resource. I'm sure we will in future episodes because, man, that that show gets me sometimes. It is a good, yeah, it is really good. You're right. We probably could have just used Bluey as a resource. But we we will also link to the article that maybe inspired our initial conversation as well. But I don't think I expected this conversation to land so squarely back at our feet of responsibility. Yeah, me neither. And it's yeah not not really any brilliant insight just like hmm yep it's you keep you got to keep doing your own work yeah and especially as thinking about forming your kids like it comes back to you and yeah Mm -hmm. this feels appropriate for the beginning of a new year though because i feel like a lot of kind of resolutions talk or anything like that is usually at its core just huh yeah, that's nothing new, but I should probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that's where we are. Welcome to January. Yeah, welcome to January, folks. Shall we move to our new segment? Yeah. So our new segment is called Smooch, Mary Kill. This and- is a little fun segment. Okay. Can you explain it? Because I don't think I would do a very good job. Sure. So I got this concept from the Popcast, which is a podcast that talks about pop culture. And they use this just as a way to talk about different types of media that they're enjoying right in the given week so for smooch they say these are things that you kind of like a quick hit like you (laughs) give a little kiss to it it's not that much investment but something enjoyable then mary is obviously a long-term covenantal relationship (laughs) in which you are committed forever to this thing or it's just a bigger investment (laughs) okay two very different but I get what you mean. And then kill is just something that you get this out of here. Are just like really over. And it can be a little spicy or not, but off more than often than not, it's not like a general like, oh gosh, I hate putting out the garbage. Like everyone hates putting out the garbage. But yeah. what's something that like really irks you? The one difference between us is we're not restricting it to media. We're just doing it for like our entire life. Yep. Right? Okay. Just a fun way to talk about things that we're enjoying really enjoying or hating okay so what's your smooch are you gonna do all three of yours and then i do all three of mine or no back and forth okay okay what's my your smooch? smooch is the eddie bauer ladies lounger jogger <laughs> from costco comes in a two-pack i don't usually go to costco but i went with my mother-in-law a few weeks ago and guys these are the sleeping pants i have been looking for and they will be warm in the summer which is why i'm only smooching them and maybe I will fall in and out of love with them, given my body type or who knows what else might come in the future, which is why I'm not committing. But right now, they are the 
perfect pajama top. They close at the ankle, which I really like, so you're doesn't get all bunched up in your knee in the middle of the night. They're the perfect like. When you say they close, you mean they have like an elastic there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just they're the best. That's my smooch. Okay, mine is Lynette Noni's or Nani's. I don't know how you pronounce her last name. Book The Gilded Cage. I'm reading it right now, folks. I'm gonna be honest. It's young adult fantasy, and it is the second book in the series. I like this book for reasons I can't disclose fully on the podcast without spoilers much better than the first one and i liked the first one but i've been like really consuming this and it's the second one in a trilogy so i don't know how it ends so i can't kind of offer a full commitment and it's also you know i'm not going to sit here and argue that everyone should read young adult fantasy but every now and then it just hits the spot so that's mine okay you're mary i mary is the Doritos Cheesy Gordita <laughs> Crunch from Taco Bell. Guys, I am a, I was a really picky eater when I was younger. I would still say I'm a picky eater and a vegetarian now. And so when I was growing up, when Taco Bell was like the big thing in high school and college, I was like totally out. The only thing I would eat were the cinnamon twist, which is not a meal. And so... No, those are like 95% error. Yeah. <laughs> But I have recently realized that Taco Bell has spicy potatoes that you can substitute for any meat on any of their things. And Very they, easy to do in the app. And they have an app which you can just do. It's, I mean, honestly, like Chipotle. And this taco is just perfect. I've tried the Doritos taco, but the problem was it fell apart because it was too crumbly. So this is a soft taco with melted cheese holding it to the Doritos taco with spicy potatoes inside. <laughs> And it is just like I think about it probably like every other day. <laughs> I can hear your covenant commitment in the way it's you're talking about. So good. When Matt was gone in the monastery and I was like, I haven't slept more than three hours. You know where I headed? Taco Bell for two of these. And it was so rejuvenating. All right. My Mary. Yeah. I'm going to marry Rachel's newfound love for weeding. this our front yard was overrun by weeds it's like mostly mulch but like we need to put down new bark and so weeds are popping up and every day i came home this week rachel had made a little bit more progress on those weeds and wow when both of us are working and chipping away at it it goes so much faster i'm like i'm willing to commit to that for the long term You're willing to give it to me weeding for you for the long term. I, I'm happy to get out there and help. It's just a little bit hard in, in the winter when I come home and it's getting dark. But yeah. So I, I'm married to that. That's that's great. That's a good one. What do you want to kill? Oh, I want to kill. Very violent option. We should do like exile or something. <laughs> well, interesting that you say that. Oh. What I'm going to kill is violent television. Oh yeah. I, guys, I, I'm all for, like, a little bit of realistic interpretation, but, like, I just don't need it all. We tried. I, I really like fantasy things, and so we watched Wheel of Time, and I really enjoyed that. Even though the first episode is very graphic, it then got less centered around that. But then we tried watching The Witcher. Recommendation from my brother and sister-in-law, who I'm sorry, 
I wanted to. I was really interested in the storyline, but got. Ooh, I couldn't. It's too much. Too much for me. We just like watched one episode. It was maybe the third episode, and I was like, "What? What did I just consume? <laughs> like, there was just so much blood pouring out of everyone, and it was just like, I can't. I just don't have space in my head. And I know some people love that, and I'm not necessarily like totally judging it. Maybe a little bit, <laughs> but just for me. Wow. Just for me. And it's just so frustrating because I'm like, I'm really interested in the story. Like, I went on Wikipedia and read about the next two seasons Correct, because yeah, I was like, I want to know about the story, but I, like, can't handle this much violence on screen depicted. And so I'm just out. Yeah, no, I, that, I don't blame you. On a very similar note, I want to kill Oliver's straps on his outdoor swing. <laughs> <laughs> because these things are, like, like impossible it's like one of these little tight swings i was i got to the point where i started researching it and i'm not alone in finding these very hard to adjust oh really huh? yeah yeah other I mean, people it's have an this old, problem it's an old swing because we got a hand-me-down so i always figured it was just like well it's like 20 years old no so. well i mean maybe maybe that's the issue but he's too big now for the straps as they are so i need to lengthen them and i spent i don't know it felt like 20 minutes yesterday just trying to get one of them and i didn't get it all the way and i just gave up you got one. I was very uh, impressed. It's on its way. I didn't even finish it. So I just, this, they drive me crazy. Little tykes, fix your straps. Fix your straps. Little, actually, can you send someone to our place to fix my straps? I don't want you to fix your straps because <laughs> no. I'm not going to get another swing. I want these straps. Fixed. Give me some sort of lotion to put on these straps. <laughs> yeah, WD-40 for straps. I don't know. Get, get out of here with those unadjustable straps. See, this was helpful. That venting. are supposed to adjust. <laughs> this is venting about things we don't like and reminding ourselves of things we love. What a great way to end an episode. Uh, <laughs> yes, agreed. I feel better. I feel hungry for that taco, let me tell you. Oh, That's God. all I'm going to think about this afternoon. <laughs> well, we're not having Taco Bell for dinner tonight. Isn't Taco Bell's like theme like your fourth meal fourth meal <laughs> oh okay you on the way home meal. from your parents <laughs> <laughs> all right well Tell- Rachel, we did it everything from the existential questions of parental modeling and uncertainty all the way through spicy takes about violent tv and little Straps. tech swings that's all all in a day's work here at the tim's day we're here for you Until next time, I'm Matt, I'm Rachel, and that is your Tim's Day. Bye!